thinking three again. Missed one a few moments ago. There it is, and down it goes for his first NBA hoop. I don't want to call it today, you know, I just made it rain. Hold me back, fam! A below average three-point shooter. There's Simmons. I got 50 biscuits. Hello guys, welcome back to the PickSwap podcast. I am James Brain. I'm here with Sean Bernard as usual. And then today we are also joined by AB from the Open Gym Pod, another uh, PSN contributor for us today. So AB, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining the pod today. I'm good, fellas. I'm good. Thank you for having me today. Uh, pretty, feeling pretty good, uh, especially after last night's win and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm juiced. I'm ready to go, man. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, appreciate you having on. Uh, we're definitely excited to get going with this today. So the Sixers are coming off a really exciting win, four straight wins at home in this homestand. Um, they're looking really good. Embiid played again last night uh, after his rest day on Monday. So uh, I'll throw it back to you, AB, before we start. Just what was your number one takeaway uh, from last night's win against, at the time, the Eastern Conference leading Bulls? Uh, and the Sixers are now up there at the top of the East, too. Uh, well, right off the bat for me was the defensive effort uh going into last night's game um i i knew they were in they weren't a, a great defensive team where it was just like we wouldn't be able to do anything i know we'll be able to get points my thing was we'll be able to stop uh predominantly perimeter uh based team because like you say you got demar DeRozan, and you have alonzo ball you have zach levine and things like even uh Vucevic steps out at times with shoot threes and so my biggest thing was the defense and the defensive effort it showed all game and then obviously towards the end of the game you see that was the big stamp on the whole night in general when it came to uh, uh that game so the defensive effort really popped out at me obviously uh, Matisse is just a menace to society, uh, literally giving Zach Levine as much headache as possible last night. I've seen that man. i never seen his head down so much <laughs> throughout the night because of how frustrated he was because of Matisse Thibault. And then even the young guy, Tyrese Maxey, just really stepping up to the plate each and every week, just showing that he could contribute rather than be on the offense. And, and, and then obviously defensively, uh, I've seen him at times on all three of those guys at times, just really just putting his impact on the game, not just being a liability out there, being a young player. So, yeah, man, that was the that was the one thing that stuck out to me from the jump as far as what I seen last night. But, yeah, awesome. And for me, just the Sixers are fun. Like, this team yeah. competes. This team is ready. Like, when I came into this year with all the, the off-court drama and everything that's come with it, like, I wasn't fully bought into that. We're, we're still up there to compete this year. And this team has proven me wrong in that regard in that, like, everybody here – has is still taking care of business, isn't worried about anything, and is showing up every single night. And there were some defensive possessions last night that were just so fun to watch. Like all the right rotations were made. Everybody was stepping out, switching men, doing everything they need to do. And to see like the team stepping up to these challenges and continuing to fight through everything, even like this season's already been so adversity filled. And we talk about Tobias taken away, and that's another huge a guy who's been so consistent and the team's leaned on so heavily and just not even miss a beat new starters we got the Furcon and matisse starting together the the make it take it duo so love seeing that and then just like uh, last night was a, a an impressive win in my my mind that was a very much like a a statement win and i feel like they keep coming with those yeah yeah absolutely and i was like not i don't want to say like pleasantly surprised because like we starting to like come to expect a lot of these uh things to happen with the sixers defensively um Joel Embiid, like we can talk about that dude insane <laughs> just just an, an amazing play like to to watch it back a little bit and to see where he started 
um, in that play. Like he was two steps from the three point line when he decided mm-hmm. to make that effort. So um, just as a team, though, defensively, I'm, I'm really glad you pointed out, A.B., it was like just such a consistent effort from top to bottom. And whether it was Maxi, who was, you know, given a little bit of a, a, a difficult uh, assignment with a bigger guard like Lonzo or Matisse, who makes life difficult for Zach Levine or Furkan, who's been asked to be a much better defender this year than he was before. And George Niang is doing everything right. Um, so let's talk about Niang because I am like, I think we're all kind of gushing over him a little bit yeah. and for the, all the right reasons. He's become one of my favorite players. And then just on top of that, he seems like a great teammate. So what have you seen from Niang so far? Well, one, it doesn't make you miss Mike Scott. I tell you that much. It's just <laughs> like that, that void right there that we've been waiting for that, that stretch for off the bench that can, can come in continuously give you pro, uh, produce literally uh, every game not is he going to hit shots tonight is he going to be able to play tonight you know Mike Scott was up and down I know the beehive not going to be too happy about that but you know just with him in general I feel like so far to be able to pluck him away from uh, Utah I know he's a free agent but to be able to pluck him away from over there and get him down here and for him to have such an immediate impact on the scene is major and you see that on all different levels as well uh, obviously on the court, uh, clutch shooting, uh, hitting, hitting open shots, playmaking. That's one of the one of the things that really stick out to me. I didn't know, obviously he's in Utah, so I didn't know how much of a playmaker he was. Actually, even with putting the ball on the floor at times, uh, going to the basket, even going to – it was one play that was uh, off a screen. He came around, took the ball, just right to the basket. It was just like, oh, okay, you got that in your bag as well too. So I was definitely – uh, surprised at that and then just you could tell he definitely is a veteran presence within that team and his leadership he literally it resonates through that team uh you can see that and they, they love him i love the guy i i i've been telling friends about him they like, I don't know who that uh, i don't know who that guy is he isn't this is in that last night they was like we're never not going to listen to you ever again because <laughs> you tell us about those guys i mean everyone is gushing over that guy i know it's early i know there's gonna be us i know it's gonna be down but as far as the early process and what's going on right now george yang and with two days in a row scoring almost 20 points uh, it was just just doing it all for you and then defensively we know he isn't a defensive stopper but he holds his own out there like i said for a majority of the time he was out there he was on demar DeRozan. yes we know demar DeRozan still went off he had 37 points, but that's DeMar DeRozan. But it wasn't like he was just getting totally unmatched, just blown by, or getting beat. It was just – he's just a scrappy, uh, a hardworking, just kind of guy that you need. On he's a glue guy for me. I feel like that's a, a good glue guy for the team. So, Niang is definitely a pleasant surprise for me and then I hopefully for this team going forward for sure. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, 18 points last night, added four threes mm-hmm. for us. Uh, so often we look at this from the Sixers perspective it's from a team building perspective and it's obviously like an awesome addition he's been great here but when we look at this from Niang's perspective like this has been a real chance he's got this year like looking yeah, back to his yeah. career he's been so kind of locked into just like a, a pinpoint role a catch and shoot three guy especially with the Jazz and the most minutes per game he's played is 16 which was last year and this year he's really getting a chance to just show what he can do and for the first time really in his career and he's proven it he's proven that there's more in his bag that there is stuff he can do he can pass the ball he can do a little bit of everything he can put it on the floor a little and that's awesome to just see how much this guy has uh, already greatly outplaying his contract and then once again shout out to Maury too working the margins and finding value with these bottom of the yeah. roster spots yeah. and uh Niang's been exceeded pretty much all expectation with that 
everyone seems to love him too. Uh, all the team, even like uh, the last play of the game, which he did get beat on, and he does compete defensively. His feet are just naturally a little slow. I mean, he's na- yeah. nicknamed the minivan for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. But, uh, <laughs> like, he has a sense of humor about it. Like after the game, they asked about his uh, view on the MB block. He's like, well, I mean, the guy drove right past me, so I had a front row seat for it. So uh, cool, <laughs> just like everything about him as a guy and a player. And uh, I think he's just a perfect match for this team. He's just a very, very solid basketball player. Like, I, yeah. it's very rare on the court where I see him do something where I'm like, oh, he should have done something else. Like, he just does. He he constantly makes the right read, the right play, yeah. the right pass, the extra pass. And, like, I don't – like, it's it's hard to kind of think about a guy that the Sixers have had that does that consistently where he's just, a, a you know, a consummate pro. Um, and like you guys have said, like, he just adds a little bit more every game to, like, what I expected. Like, I kind of expect him to come in be a solid defender, shoot threes, but really he's much more than that. And like he's versatile in that way too, where when asking him to be more than just a three-point shooter, he can do that. Uh, If you want to kind of minimize his role and make him just a shooter and a defender, he can also do that. If you want to bring him out towards the three-point line or push him back towards the post, like he can score in a variety of ways. He can defend a a handful of positions. So he's just like, I am over the moon about him in terms of just like him as a player and also his fit here. So I'm super excited about what his progression will be like throughout the year. And let's talk about it for a little bit now. So Tobias Harris is out. Um, He had a positive COVID test and Doc Rivers said last night that he's like kind of struggling with it a little bit. Danny Green is going to miss several games uh, coming from Doc Rivers as well. So Furkan and Matisse stepped in last night and Niang's getting extended minutes as well. Um, How confident are you that they can kind of step up in the absence of these two starters? Well, for me, I, I mean, the early results uh, definitely uh, are positive. Actually, this is the second game now that we're uh, missing Tobias. So Niang had an early start when it came to that as far as more minutes playing. Uh, like I said, with this with this team, uh, there's going to be ups and downs. We, we're not going to 82. Well, we already lost, but we ain't winning the rest of the, the mm-hmm. rest of the games this year. But, I mean, if they could – stay consistent the way that they've been playing no matter win or loss i believe they definitely can step in uh and, and do a good job this i feel like the sixers we now have a team a real team from top to bottom yes we st- we all know we're still missing that uh perimeter uh score star whatever you want to uh, call it at the moment but as far as the team the continuity and how they play because and past Sixers teams, it wasn't as much passing as it is now as well. So they move the ball a lot. The ball doesn't stick. It keeps on. So the way they play right now, I feel like we will always be in it. It will never be a game where it's just like we just look totally outmatched unless we just don't show up at all. So as far as just riding the ship out, like I said, he'll be out with 10 days. We, I believe um, Tobias will be out. And then we don't know how he will actually come back. Like you say, he's dealing with COVID. We know last year, Seth went through it he didn't come back as as great as he uh so supposed to as well but i feel like this team with quirk Miles, as you said continuously and i i've talked to showing about this before like i wasn't the biggest quirk Miles guy <laughs> when we first got him and then when we re-signed him and i was just like uh but literally he has shown each and every year the effort to at least get better. We all know he's limited. He isn't the most athletic. He is a streaky shooter at times. But just the effort and the want to, to actually want to get better, and like you say, even defensively, we know at times he'll be outmatched. But the simple fact that 
This team has bought in to each other. This team has bought in with, with this team and organization. That's going to bowl well. And then, like you said, Niang, just a veteran, solid player. So I feel like with him, you're going to get that consistency. Barring injury with all this, you're going to get that consistency from him. And I believe so from Quirk Mods as well. I feel like this team, and we, we talk about it uh, with Doc Rivers in the past as far as his coaching, I believe there there is – coaching that comes into this aspect as well you see it on the floor even down late last night they're being coached this year i'm pleasantly yeah. surprised with doc rivers as well uh as what he's teaching them uh the defensive schemes that they run in the offensive sets there that they're running uh definitely is is showing on the on the floor and they're actually buying into it as well so definitely i feel like we can ride the ship out uh niang cork miles they'll be good like i said we're not going to blow people away we aren't coming into arenas and people are fearing the, the six or things like that but i guarantee you when we go and play these teams they're not just going to just come in and just roll over us because like i said as long as mb stays healthy he does what he got to do i feel like the role players like niang and Korg Miles and tyrese max and, and people like that they're going to continuously grow and as the, the season go along that's all you can do is send up the arrow is definitely pointing up for this team for sure and you touched on a lot of awesome stuff there and first off I uh, hope Tobias is all right. hope everything works out. He gets yes, better. Sir. Yes, sir. I uh, feel bad about that. Uh, like you said about Doc Rivers and James, I know you're not a Doc Rivers fan club member or will ever <laughs> join that, but he does deserve some credit for being a, a impressive like floor-raising coach in the way that yeah. like he always is going to have some critiques to his end-of-game management and adjustments on the fly and that. But to get a team to consistently compete, and this is more kind of his speed of what I've been impressed with, I guess, is – increasing the team's level in that regard and maybe it's there's still questions if he can push the yeah. final product to the the championship when the playoffs are on the line with that but the early start to the season i am encouraged with what i've seen with that uh to address Furkan specifically i mean i think it's so cool to think about when this guy came here like he really was kind of like a end of bench fun loving fan favorite guy and to see him develop into like a legitimate contributor for this team yeah. and he just has added layers to his game and he has improved a ton since he's got here which is awesome. And that also brings me to when we talk about the whole Ben Simmons situation, which is overhanging, I'm completely out of the trade him for role players or guys like that discussion in regards to like, if we're not getting that top level star, we have enough guys that can step in and play a role like that. Like this team is loaded with solid role pieces and complementary pieces that is worth holding out and just seeing where the market shakes up. If there is like a legitimate guy that shakes free and if he does, if it doesn't, and we do have to settle in the long term, like that is what it is. But at, for the moment, it's not a bad thing letting these guys all get a chance to develop and see exactly what we have. So I've been really impressed with what pretty much everybody has added this year. Uh, Furkan is my early eye for, I guess, the most improved on the team and what he's added so far this year. But this team is going to continue to compete. And I think everybody's playing like they have something to prove, which I love to see. I, I would. I'm good. Sorry. No, sorry. It's I was just gonna say it's it's a lot of fun. Like they're actually a fun team again, which is a, a good development. And I will say I'm the first to go out of my way to critique Doc. Um, I'm the first to say that he uh, fails in a lot of ways as a coach. But to be completely frank and honest with you and fair, uh, he's done a great job thus far this year. And it's it's hard to deny that in a lot of ways. Um, I thought it was funny that he took credit for the challenge last night, <laughs> considering he completely <laughs> did not take credit for it the first time when it went the other way. But um, that, like, aside from the point, like he's just he's done a very good job as like what you said, Sean, floor raising and getting these guys prepared. Like Tyrese Maxey has been 
-hmm. we expected a lot from him coming into this year um and at first it was kind of like oh maybe he's not ready for the role he's been great i and it's it's hard to not love that kid as is um but seriously with the every single like you said every week he's coming in every game he's coming in and it, like there's tangible difference in the way that he's playing and the way that he's approaching the game and um it's really encouraging to see that from a, obviously a young guy like i think he literally i think he turns 22 today so like i'm a month 21. older than this guy 21 mm, jesus 21 yeah yeah so yeah, i'm like i'm yeah. i'm more than a year older than this kid which yeah. is insane to me like he, he it's 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 a weird development but he's so good and like last night the off foot takes like everything that he does around the rim is incredible and as we see him grow it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch and i think that's a lot of credit to go to doc rivers so it'd be like let's talk about maxi for a little bit um regardless of the situation at hand you know let's we'll, we'll talk about ben in a little bit but tyvis maxi is the future of this team i think it is a big part of it what do you see from maxi now that you think will kind of uh translate later on in this game so definitely um once we drafted maxi i was i was high on them getting them and where we got them at <clears throat> Uh, definitely was to me it was just, it was the still of the draft essentially uh coming into his rookie season my uh comp or quote unquote ceiling for him was six men because because he brings energy uh score off the bench uh but seeing him this year with the the want to and the the attitude that he brings to the game to the to his game to this team and it displays on the floor uh, to see Knightley and uh, him being such a playmaker that he's becoming again last night, what he have about seven, uh, six assists uh, last night again, which last game he had seven. The playmaking to me is what stands out because obviously, if you want to play point guard in this in this uh, NBA, especially in today's NBA, not only you be able to score when those those they start double teaming or sending their best defender at you or or, or blitzing you at times, you got to be able to create for others. And the playmaking for me, we all know he's a great scorer. That was a question mark for me coming coming into the season. Could he really become uh, a, a playmaker? Because he was a natural scorer. And to be able to be a, a playmaker, you can see who's naturally good at playmaking. You can see who actually worked on it. And if we go back to Nyang, you could tell he's just a natural guy that just knows how to feel when someone's coming, he knows a guy's open over here. My guy should be here. I can pass. I go. So to see him constantly grow in that area to me definitely bodes well for this team and, and definitely raised the ceiling for me as well. Cause I do believe I'm not going to stamp it just yet, but he's definitely ascending to that. Yeah. He could be a starter in, the, in this NBA for sure. If he continues on this trend and, and actually, become more involved in this offense as well. Cause you see, he still is just doc is like easing them into giving them a little more each game, a little more each game, a little more each game. If he could continue to play make, continue to defend and then actually start rounding out his game and becoming more established in his offense and scoring the sky's the limits for this guy. I know the, the size was a concern as well coming into the NBA because he's only about six two, um, but that doesn't matter when one you play defense the way that he does with the energy that he plays, the speed that he has on the offensive side of the on the offensive offensive side of the court, and then also he adds the development of the game of playmaking. The sky's the limit for the guy. Is he going to be a star? Is he going to be anything of that level? No. But as far as becoming a starting point guard in his NBA and actually being a contributor for this team and really 
you brought it up even with the Ben Simmons. I know we're going to touch on that soon. I, I'm with you when it comes to that as well. Listen, Ben, sit home, relax, get yourself together, get your mind together and everything. We're going to wait because that December 15th date is going to be a – uh, a special one when everyone is available to be traded and everything like that. I would rather have who we have right now because the continuity there, uh, the camaraderie is there. And then again, I don't want to take away from what Maxi is actually uh, giving us right now. It can only go well for the young guys. So I'm definitely surprised, not surprised, but I'm definitely pleased with what I've been seeing with him from year one to year two and the growth. Because it's a major gap, I believe, in from year one and to be thrust into a full-time role the way he, that he does right now. I don't have the numbers in, in front. Oh, I do. Let me see. He had uh, zero turnovers last night on six on six assists. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a second-year player that you just said was only 20, is only 22 years old in the NBA playing with grown men. So that's there's nothing but high praises with him that he just continues to ascend to that starter role for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, happy birthday to the guy, a guy that should never have to pay for <laughs> drink in philly ever so there's that uh maxi first off he's already borderline an elite finisher like some of the yes. ridiculously tough finishing around the rim that he makes so look so casual is so impressive and there he's he got one foul call last night so that was pleasant to yes. see but he, yeah. He's got getting to the point where he has to start getting his credit for the way he attacks his basket. There was a couple, one where he got touched up on the face where he still finished, didn't get a call last night. And I think that will come with just kind of the the more he's around and the more he's playing and he will start to get his respect. But the way he attacks the basket is awesome. And there's been massive strides he's taken this year, both uh, as a playmaker and on the defensive end are both like super encouraging ways that he's developed this year and are pretty much night and day from last year this year to this year. Like there, it seemed like to be a single focus, like get to the basket and score last year to where he at least is seeing the floor better, making better decisions. And the next thing for me is I want to see the shot creation extend. I want to see yeah. him seek out his three point shot a little more, seek out the jumper and we haven't seen that a ton early on, but like once again, this guy is making steps in the right direction and he is so young and that there is so much developed time left. And with his work ethic, like I just believe in it. Like he just has the personality, the drive and the work ethic that I'm bought in that I think this guy can get there. And I'm just happy to see what he's going to become. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like just what you said, Sean, um, his work ethic, I, I truly believe in him as a player. Um, and it's been like, there's a lot of there's there have been a lot of players where I've been like, well, I hope he gets here and I hope he does this and I hope he does that. And like, I'm wishful thinking like with Maxi, there's like there's evidence that he's going to get there. And the growth, uh, like you said, A.B., from year one to year two is really evident. And like, you know, a two to one assist to turnover ratio, upping his assists every game and playing so well and, and becoming more of like a pure point guard. And um, I think Matisse was the one that said it about him that like Doc doesn't go easy on him. Doc makes him work for everything. And like. Again, there's a there's a pure relationship between a coach and a point guard and, and grooming him to become what is like the team's leader, the team's quarterback is so important. Um, so another good note for Doc there and the way that he's handled bringing Tyrese Maxey into this all. Um, it's it's really encouraging. And like like I said before, he he's just such a lovable guy. Um, he, he's easy to root for. He's just a very strong player and a guy that I think is like really becoming what is going to be the future of this team. So to move forward a little bit more uh seth curry man what what a guy um he's been incredible and he's starting to become the closer which yeah. was uh, a little bit of a revelation that we didn't assume was going to happen this year we were kind of searching for that guy like who's going to be the closer and bead struggles down the stretch at times 
Embiid's been struggling offensively this year thus far. Um, but Seth Curry saves the day once again last night, comes up large in a few different points. Um, Seth Curry is great. What are you what are you seeing from him right now? Because he's been just he's he's has not skipped a beat from the playoffs last year. He's come in this year and just been been amazing thus far. I I'm I'm right there with you. I just ending the season the way he he did last year in the playoffs, we all wonder could he continue that? Uh he's another one that's finally getting the opportunity to put his talents on display full time. Uh, like I said, even being in Dallas a couple years ago, he still was coming off the bench. He still was playing limited roles, only playing about at least 20 minutes a, a night. But for him in this full-time role, you was he was wondering, uh, could he, could he, uh, could he display what he, the talents and the, the potential that he has full-time for all four quarters? I'm here to let everyone know right now, we have a Curry in Philadelphia. I need people to know that <laughs> yeah. right now. We have a Curry. And Philadelphia, like you said, the second uh, game in a row where down the stretch, things fall apart. You need a bucket, time running down, and he comes up with another big shot. I, I, I it's I have the utmost utmost respect for uh, Seth Curry, the dedication to his craft, and then even with him as well. Not only is he uh, he he's getting a little bit into his bag a little bit this year as well too. You like you said back in Dallas and other teams that he played for, he was like Niang as well. A lot of just standing in the corner, coming off screens, just shooting the three ball when the ball is going to you. He's doing a lot more creating off the dribble, uh, on the on the run, on the run. Come obviously still off the screen. I've never seen Seth Curry go into the paint as much as he does now, even if it's with a floater and things of that nature like that. I, I really am liking this this fruition that he's coming into this year because that's another person on this team that is like, wow, like Seth Curry's really got. And then like you said, this team needing someone at the end of games that we know, listen, give him the ball. He's going to get the shot. He's going to make the shot that we need. And I, I, I'm just ecstatic about him. I need him to keep this going because that can only bode well, like if we were to make a trade and add pieces to the puzzle that this team can become even more complete. That is just another weapon that we can go to because in the past we all know late in games all they're doing is dumping it down to him b they're going to blitz them triple team double team but now that you actually have a person on the perimeter that you're going to have to fear that you're going to have to worry about you ain't gonna be able to do that uh as much anymore you'll see throughout the year okay they want to give Seth curry the ball now you gotta worry about the big man down the post doing what he got to do as well so seth curry has just been absolutely amazing to me Again, another big night, and then just the playmaking as well on top of the scoring. Everyone thought Seth was just a a scorer, but he's displaying that he can pass the ball as well too. And we're not just saying just swinging the ball around the perimeter. No, when he drives to the basket, get going for a layup, and see an open man, he's dishing it to the corner, he's dumping it off to the big man, stuff like that. So with Seth Curry, nothing but utmost respect for that guy and high praises for me when it comes to Seth Curry, a beast. Seth Curry is in town, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Philly, we're all about the hungry dogs run faster. Yes, and you sir. see with Curry, and a lot of what makes these guys such great athletes and all this is a little chip on the shoulder and the, the will to kind of prove people wrong. And I think Curry is a prime example of that, just like you said, A.B., like this guy has never been given the full chance to just do his thing and show and the same thing with niang and i think that this is another statement from curry of like 
I can be that guy. And he's been a statistically great shooter his entire career. And it doesn't make any sense to me why it's taken so long for him to find like a full role. And sure, there can be critiques about his defense, but he's not a zero there either. Like he has active hands. He does work. He gives effort. And he's a little undersized, a little small, but he does enough that he's capable of staying on the floor. And I'm, I'm so happy that he's jumping to the occasion. And the way he seeks out his shot is so different when, when he first got here. Like, even in, in the Trailblazers game especially, like, you saw the little pull-up three on the switch yeah. and last night finding that uh, – the, the shot at the end. I had It was like he dribbled at the top for forever, handed off, made his little movement, come back. And it's like you felt the entire time like Curry wanted that ball. And to have a guy that's, like, seeking out that last second – that perimeter and proving that he can he can do like what this team needs for now is huge and he's proving that he is that guy and he's Seth Curry is like a bordering on like a legitimate guy that can be a number two or three on like a winning team in my mind and I think if there is like a another key piece there like he doesn't need to go anywhere I love what he brings so I'm I'm so excited for what he's shown yeah Dude, he's been like every time we watch him, it's kind of it's almost in a similar way as like um as Niang, where you're like, he doesn't do a lot of things wrong. And he's like, AB, like you said, we talked about it on Tuesday. He he's a deep bag. Like people mm-hmm. don't even realize like he goes way deep. And he it's just like every time the step backs, it, even when it looks like it's off balance, uh, he shoots like mm-hmm. his, his touch is so good. Um, Just everything he does, his form is so great. And it just like kind of sits in the bottom of the net when it when it goes in it's just very pretty what he does is very smooth um and i've just been like every time i see him play it's i'm i'm more encouraged and more kind of like confident in what he's doing um and he's just been like stepped up in the absence of a tobias harris obviously simmons but harris and then like uh, i do want to talk about right now joel Embiid has not been joel Embiid on the offensive end of the floor uh thus far this season which like i'm not too worried we're only what eight games in uh, it's still very, very early. He's been dealing with some knee injuries. He's been kind of uh, piggybacking this offense throughout the year um, until recently when, you know, the last two games they've had five or more players in double figures. But Embiid was really shouldering the the, the workload of the offense for the majority of this, this start of the year. Um, and again, last night he had 18 points. He was great defensively um, and has bought into everyone's going to get the ball, everyone's going to eat, which I think is a part of it. Um, which is obviously helping to become a winning basketball team. Um, so there's not it's not all bad, but his numbers aren't as gaudy as they were last year. Um, are you worried? What are you seeing? Well, with Embiid, I, like you said, it's early. I, I'm not going to jump to conclusions just yet. Like you said, he's battling injuries. He just came back. He wasn't on the injury report coming into this game, so that's a positive as well. Uh, for me, though, I don't look at it as a bad thing because offense that just that's not just going to leave. He's too talented at that at that side of the ball, so he's going to be all right, all right when it comes to that. He'll work to get there. The reason why I'm more so uh, I'm more I'm more so looking at the half glass full when it comes to and and I'm more on the uh, the positive side when it comes to what we've seen so far. Yes, the offensive outpouring is not there. And I even wrote about it uh, before we were coming into this year on, on PSN as far as about um, what I expect from him. Can he take it to that next level to to gravitate this team? And that's playmaking. Embiid right now, I I love it because we all know Embiid. Once he gets the ball in the post, it don't matter if it's five people, all five of them come out. He's still trying to go up and get the layup. But for him to have the conservative effort to actually 
get everyone involved. I feel like that's also contributing to why we're seeing so many other players flourish in their roles, like in the end, like a court Myers, like a Seth Curry. Uh, last night, again, Embiid, seven assists. Well, the previous night, he had, he had a six as well. So that right there, I feel like bulls well better for the team more than anything because he's understanding that for this team success, he actually, even though it comes to him, he has to initiate the offense that time and get everyone involved. What we seen last year, there's be time people will be opening. I'm screaming at the team, and B, Seth's right there, Tobias is right there, and he's still going. But so his playmaking is, is, is I'm looking at, and I'm just like, I'm glad that that's what he's looking at, looking forward to and doing it. And then defensively, right now, Embiid is really, he's defensive-minded right now, and I, I'm glad. I feel like Embiid is coming to the season with a new mindset overall. Mm-hmm. When in the past, Embiid, when he's not on offensively, he'll just keep, He's not on offensive. He'll just keep shooting, keep shooting. Even if it's bad shot, good, it don't matter what it is. But now he's understanding basketball. If I can't contribute on the offensive end, I'm going to start doing other things to still contribute to this team and make them better. Rather it's assists, rather it's rebound. He had nine last night. Again, one offensive. You don't see a lot of those from him anymore. And eight defensive rebounds, seven assists. He's a plus 10 on the floor last night with only 18. And then obviously we're still the deal with the block at the end of the game coming from the other hash mark of, of the paint to get all the way to the rim to cleanly block it. We ain't take nobody, no nothing, all hand on the ball, get that crap out of there. So definitely <laughs> with Embiid, the all-around game, I feel like it's better for the team than Embiid actually sitting there shouldering the load, like you mentioned, on offense, having to score 30, having to score 40, having to score 50 every night. So for me, it's more of a, arrow pointing up with his team if he continues to develop in the other, those other areas. And I'm not worried about the offense soon because, trust me, we're going to see MB at times. You've seen it late, even last night. He started to find a little bit of a groove. He started to get to the paint more. They start calling fouls for him. He started inserting himself uh, even more. So the offensive side, I'm not too worried about. But definitely with MB picking up defensive, going back to playing defense more, rebounding, and then also playmaking for others. Only only goes up here with this team and with him for sure. Yeah, and I I loved him letting DeRose know that it was all ball too. Huh? <laughs> I, I I love that. And, uh, in beat in general, I think he's a very much like I'm going to prove you wrong guy. Like I'm going to do what you say I can't. And I think some yeah. of his emphasis on passing ties into that. And one of when we talk about the MVP candidacy and last year the the hopes for that. The notch that has always been given to Jokic is how great he is as a passer. And I think Embiid has a little chip on the shoulder of, I can do this too. And some of that for sure comes with necessity of we're missing the the Ben Simmons aspect of running the offense, and he's trying mm-hmm. to fill that gap. So some of it's absolutely uh, more of a tactical move. But I think Embiid is consciously trying to prove that he can do that. It reminds me of a little bit, and my grandfather loves telling me the story of uh, Will Chamberlain in the 1967-68 season when it was he had the same critique, well, well, you can't pass. So he goes out and leads the NBA in assists that year. Assist, and yeah. I think uh, Embiid has like a that same kind of I'm going to prove you wrong mindset. And I think the emphasis on like his assist early on is because of that. And tactically it works. Like when we have the, the Embiid and four shooters that you can't double and he's going to prove you wrong if he can double. And there has been just an increase in decision making. I love the whip underneath the basket passes. He hit Matisse again last night when he, mm-hmm. the, in that dunker spot, which like 
to that takes like vision to find and then to even execute that is awesome. And I'm not worried about it in the long haul. His shot selection has not been great so far this year. I would like to see some improvement there. A lot of settling for like the fadeaways and the mid range. And uh, I think when it comes down to crunch time, he'll get back to banging his body and posting up and doing what he does best. So I'm not worried when we get closer to playoffs, but for the moment, like it's cool. He's definitely had kind of a, a more team friendly mind this year. And, uh, even right after the game yesterday with the, the post of the block right away with just vibes this year is the caption. Like <laughs> I'm all about what this guy is doing, buying in. And I feel like the team has bought into him as the leader, which I think is cool. I think like to the biggest point is that he's just become a catalyst of team basketball. Um, yeah. And that is maturity. That's that's physical and mental growth from Joel. And, and we talk about it all the time, like the amazing development of Joel Embiid, not even just as a basketball player, but as a human being. And I think that that maturity has come a long way and it shows in the way that he does play basketball, like seven assists, Joel Embiid is doing like that type of game consistently and not scoring 30, like different type of game for Joel. And it, and it doesn't really matter. He's still as important and still as impactful um, in an 18 point game. It, obviously you see defensively, like he's talked about wanting to, to win defensive player of the year and taking Ben Simmons out of the equation. This defense is still good. And Sean, you, you were totally right about that for a while. You've been saying like any team with Joel Embiid as the anchor, there's still going to be a solid defense. And I want to give you credit for that. Cause you've said that for a long time. So um, what, but like Embiid is always got like he is can do no wrong in our eyes. I think you know we are always gonna find that like he's doing a very good job at at being even different, better in a different way this year uh, than he was last year. But to move to the kind of the elephant in the room and something that's obviously the cloud that's been hanging over this. Before we let you go, Ab, I just want to get your opinion on the situation right now. Um, and do you want Ben back? Like, just give us your little synopsis of what's going on and and how does that affect your opinion on Ben? Um, and the uh, maybe the possibility of him coming back. Yeah, uh, so we touched on it just a little bit earlier. Uh, when it comes to Ben and the situation that we're in right now, I'm I've been saying this even last night during my my post game live. I was saying this for the longest. Ben is not he's not coming back. To me, it's it's done. It's it's just a matter of time. And when it comes to that situation. I feel like the Sixers are Sixers are just waiting for that December fifteenth date off the rip when uh, newly free agents and uh, players who signed extensions are available to be to be traded. That's all they're waiting for. And Sean hinted on what my process of thinking has been is: I love this team the way that it's constructed, and that we don't. I don't necessarily have to get that settle for anything or anyone that's trying to give me anything right now. I can just wait and see what the market sets up to be and whatever shakes out that's best for this team add to that when it comes to that. Because I, for me, the, the Ben Simmons experiment is over. And the, the report just the other day that uh, Daryl had reached out to him, wanted to talk to him, see how his process was going with his mental, with the mental um, health and everything like that. And basically not really wanting to um, acknowledge anything or let them know about anything that's going on with that, that he's just going to, work with the PA and everything like that. That lets you know right there that all this is just to be able to just still be here, get his get his money, 
and 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 stay. And for me, that I feel like that's best for the team because anything inserting Ben Simmons back into this equation right now can be nothing but a distraction. I feel, especially off the court and then even on the court, because now you're trying to integrate someone into a, a system that doesn't really want to be here. Don't know if he's going to really give you full effort in what he does. And then also, you're now you're taking away from a Tyrese Maxey, a Cork Maz. Uh, minutes from Thibu, who who's been, even though he hasn't been uh, on offense and then scoring as well, but been showing that he's definitely a candidate for all first team off defensive teams so far early this season. So definitely with me with Ben Simmons is let's wait it out, get to that December fifteenth date, and whatever shakes free because it's going to shake free. And I'm not saying we gotta get the big star, but you see what, what Portland is doing. They just lost last night to the Cavs. The Wizards, they came back down to earth real fast after their little uh, win streak they had early on in the in the season. And then you you never know what goes on throughout the year. Now you got Dame saying he wants uh, Draymond uh, in, in, in Portland now. You know Golden State wants Ben Simmons. Like, it's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. So it's definitely, I'm more of a, hey, listen, if the best thing for this team is for him to be away, and let this team continue to grow as a team and play on. As you can see, the regular season is in playoffs, so we could definitely ride the ship throughout this year. I'll just say wait, see what can shake out, get the best value, best package that we possibly can get with that, and then move on from there. But, but the time with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, to me, is over. It's done. He doesn't want to be here. I don't believe the teammate necessarily want him uh, to be – not that they don't like him as a person, but they know that right now, what they're building right now, it's better off if they separate, build from there, and keep moving on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've said from the beginning, if there's any GM equipped for this type of, like, battle that's going on, it's Daryl Morey. And to, he's as much as it's been questioned at times, he's making the right moves for the Sixers' interest and sitting in the corner and making sure that this goes down the way that the team needs it to. Uh, I don't think there's any benefit to Simmons coming back with the team. Like like you said, A.B., like, it'd just be a distraction. And, I mean – it's clear he's doing everything possible to burn the bridges the way they can. And when we talk about like the developments this week, which weren't anything crazy, but like if this was a physical injury that he's dealing with, the team is checking up on you in the same way for progress and seeing what's going on. And like to just kind of make it difficult for any sort of thing like that, it's just like you're just making this harder than it needs to be. And that's been my frustration from the start is that everyone is on the same page of we are willing to trade you. We want to trade you. We're not doing this when your value is at its floor. And to just like if he had come in, taken care of business, kept quiet, kept this out, like I think things would have been smooth and may even have happened by now. But the way that it has happened, like his value is what it is. They have to sit there and just wait for it to rebound. I don't think it's getting any lower. So I don't think there's that's why to me there's no reason to get him on the court is that I don't think it can get lower from this. But like sit back, let things shake out and more is more or less sitting back, letting the market fix itself than anything. And you never know what's going to happen. And the Sixers proving to keep winning without him proves that the Sixers don't need to rush it. So I agree. I think Simmons' time in Philly is over. And I'm still hopeful that if this uh, guy does shake free and they get a legitimate top-level uh, contributor, the Sixers can step right back into legitimate contenders this year. So I think Maury is doing everything right. Yeah, I like I've been again, like I've been surprised with how good the Sixers have played this year. Um, and I thought that the like Ben Simmons absence would be a little bit more of a like pretty clear that he's missing. And actually, it's been kind of the opposite. Like you almost forget about him when watching this team, which is like 
has been the enjoyable part of the season is kind of just forgetting that this is happening and watching the game that's actually on. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm interested to see what, what's going to happen at this point. I think it's just like a matter of time. Um, and it will definitely be interesting to see how it plays out because like you guys said, like Daryl Moore, he's not going to make a mistake. I don't think here. He's not going to at least try his best to get the value that he sees fit. So, um, that being said, I think we can wrap it up here. We've had a great conversation. Obviously it's been ton of fun having you on ab if you have anything to plug yes, go ahead you have your podcast tell us about your pre and post game stuff go ahead yeah yes sir uh so yes um you can follow me on instagram i do pre-games and post games for eagles and 76ers uh you can follow me at only one ab underscore underscore again that's only one the number one ab underscore underscore then also i've started as you can see a podcast series called Open Gym Pod. You can also follow me that on that's on Instagram as well. Only one, only oh Lord, <laughs> <laughs> Open Gym Pod. I'm thinking my my name and the Open Gym mixed up, but uh, Open Gym Pod also on Instagram and uh, YouTube as well. Uh, my first guest I, I had on there was John Marks, um, the host of the Marks and Reese Show from 94.1 FM uh, Sports Radio. WIP Radio. So definitely, man, follow me. Uh, I do a lot of fun things, funny things on there, pre and post game. It's real relaxed. It's real for the casual fan of just coming, speaking your mind, uh, uh, just whatever you got to say with the teams, any other teams in the NBA, it doesn't even matter. We talk about it all. So definitely. And I just appreciate you guys for just having me on here on Pick Swap. I want you guys to come through as well. I'll get you on my podcast as well. We can do this all over again, both of you guys. Uh, I was excited to do this with you guys. I had fun doing it, man. So uh, many more many more times we're going to get together for 100%. sure, man. I, I, I like it. Yeah, absolutely, man. We appreciate you so much for coming on. It was definitely a pleasure. I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Um, and we're happy to collaborate with you. We're going to tag you and everything on, on the Twitter um, underneath the podcast and everything. So no worries about the handles. We'll, we'll get those up uh, if you guys are confused at all. So again, yeah, we really, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're, you're totally good. I would do that too if I had too many. So uh, you follow us, follow Sean, follow me. You guys know the, the drill. So uh, again, AB, thank you so much for coming on and we'll talk to everyone soon.